0: Okay, so K. Michelle, first of all, I'm surprised that we're um, talking this late because I met you a while ago and I don't know if you remember, when I did uh, Love & Hip Hop, I was not used to people recognizing me and I was at a hotel, somebody said, K. Michelle's at this hotel, Anthony Cherry. Uh-huh. So I go to the hotel um, and I'm waiting to meet you and then you says, you walked out and you said Jason Lee and I was surprised yeah. that you knew my name. I knew you? Let yeah, me. but I, you forget what the show is. Tell
1: yourself Jason. I'm used to being the villain. They tried to vilify you. I get that. So when I see the villains on TV and then the villains in life. Yeah. I always had a back Cause I, you never know their situation. Yeah.
0: Like I, and I felt like, damn, she actually talked to me because I was living in the, being the villain at the time, and I felt like it was such a disconnect from who I was. No, nope. but you were so nice. And I remember you said you want to take a picture, but I look like trash. I was like, there's no, and you look like a million dollars. I was like, I'm not taking a picture with her.
1: <laughs> Whatever, you look good.
0: No, but you've uh, lost a lot. i not even lost weight. Yay. You just are a whole different size. So what size are you now?
1: A four, and I was a nine ten.
0: You were a nine ten, mm-hmm. and so all of that was that was ass.
1: That was ass and thighs, and um, for the past, this has been going on for about. I've been sick for almost. Probably like a year and a half really and I went on tour and when I was on tour like every night But I would make sure I did my meet and greets mm-hmm. So every night I would fight through meet and greets my you know, it makes your silicone makes your heart Make you feel like you're having a heart attack heart pound and I was dizzy on stage Like um, the episode coming up of love and hip-hop. I didn't even remember being on stage. I was so sick That was the last tour date
0: wait so when you were in love and hip-hop Atlanta
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you had silicone then, mm-hmm. but did we know that you had silicone? No. Then? You never revealed it?
1: Nope. People would ask. and I'm like, no. Uh-uh. And then I was like, what's going on with me? Like I started to be super fatigued, like even today.
0: So you started feeling symptoms then? Mm-hmm. I
1: started feeling them and they gradually got worse to the point one day I got up at the bed and my legs locked
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I like fell down because I, they locked and they were like, hurting every day they gave me steroids and for like four or five months before the surgery they were like giving me steroids everything to keep me on stage but
0: well, you're from memphis uh-huh so were you starting to have work in memphis before you got to elena
1: no i had my very first record deal with jive and it was a requirement for me i said i'm not signing unless you give me some teeth
0: and some breasts so you wanted that
1: yeah i want and i was already curvy
0: but it wasn't because you had image issues because you are pretty?
1: I think I had image issues. Mm-hmm. I think I've always suffered with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think I've always tried to correct and um, just be acceptable. I remember when I first got signed to Jive and I put on my first video and it was like, common. she's ugly, she's ugly. You know what really? I'm saying? hmm It was bad. I, I had never been called ugly because I was like the popular girl in high school and I graduated from FAMU. I was Miss FAMU mm. and I wasn't used to that and I just I think I started to freak out
0: so you absorbed it so it, I took it in and so you started with your breasts and your teeth and then what then you- then
1: that I, I did that next and the guy that did it was like I don't want to touch you but this is nice mm-hmm. but every artist that I knew I went to a guy that everybody went to Got your it. favorite Biggest artist, you know they went to him
0: here in LA or Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay.
1: So I was like, oh, they did it. They're fine. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be the best at these butt shots, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did it, and I had him come to a hotel room just like they did.
0: Oh, he did it at a hotel room. Yeah, he
1: wasn't a doctor. He was just supposed to be the butt man, and he had.
0: Wait, this wasn't a licensed doctor?
1: No, the butt shots are not legal wait a minute nowhere except out the country they're not legal in the us
0: wait so all the girls that have had their everybody dying.
1: is in a hotel room they're not legal in america
0: wow i swear i didn't know that mm-hmm.
1: they go out the country they do it out the country here they haven't approved it so
0: wow mm-hmm. so they do anesthesia and everything and I'm no
1: it's easy okay so this is what you do like they'll say like stand up and imagine like if you want a bigger bus imagine you like this They'll pump you up with that, they'll take some super glue and close the-
0: Wait, 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 wait. They're not super gluing your skin back I'ma
1: tell you, like like the little needle and the little super glue, they do it like right in there with some cotton on it and you can't like sit for a day. And then you wake up the next morning, like you thick.
0: Wow! You did. Wait, so you never when so you understood what the procedure was going to be before you got it, and you still I, did it.
1: I understood it, but I also knew that it was legal in other countries, and I the women that I looked Look up beautiful. to yeah, in the beautiful. industry yeah. used the exact same guy. He was very um, difficult to get in contact with. It was people flying from other countries, everything to go to this one guy. He's like an urban like legend, myth, you know, within um, Atlanta.
0: So you didn't feel any symptoms right immediately on.
1: I was happy. I was thick. I had teeth, breasts, and ass. Wait.
0: So when so when they're putting the sil- <laughs> they're putting silicone in you. Yeah. And they're putting it where though. But like, he didn't it-
1: tell me it was silicone. He said it was a gel. Okay. That's what everybody was going around saying. Okay. Oh, they was like, oh, this is a um gel. He don't use silicone. It's a gel. And jail. it felt. Yeah, it was my butt wasn't hard at all. Mm -hmm. You know, some people I see and you know, it's hard and everything Mine was jiggly Mm -hmm. because I already had a big butt. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have hips Mm -hmm. so He did a little bit in the butt and a lot on the hips
0: and then you became known for having just a big ass
1: Yeah, I was like doing like having the best body people magazine all type of things
0: so mentally then did your mind start shifting from where people were bullying you or saying that you weren't pretty? Did it start? Oh, you to can shift? tell me I wasn't beautiful. Yeah.
1: Like you could tell me I wasn't the baddest, you know.
0: So was the ass what got Idris Elba? Or yeah. When did it you know what got him? What?
1: I was at Soul Train Awards. I had won Best New Artist, and at that time I was hanging a lot around Meek. Mm-hmm. And me and Meek never slept together. We never dated. But pro- they,
0: they have Meek on your list of people you dated though.
1: No, yeah, they do, but we never Online. we okay. never dated. Okay. We were super cool. Um, he had wanted me to sign the Dream Chasers and all of that, we were both, you know, same label, everything. And I just thought, I was like, oh, he cute. I probably end up talking to Meek or something. So after the <laughs> Atlantic PR, I'm walking off the stage and I hear this accent and it say, like, Kate Michelle, you're beautiful. <laughs> And I said he's very
0: he's very charming in person. Yeah,
1: I was like, oh, fuck this nigga ain't this nigga trying to fuck on me. (laughs) I told him to his face. (laughs) I told him to his face. Uh, I said, your jeans too tight and your accent funny. (laughs) And he always. To Andrew's elbow. Yeah, I didn't have no
0: You had no filter.
1: Yeah, I was straight out of Memphis. I like
0: Cam Shell with no filter though. Do you? (laughs) Yeah, this this girl right here is polished. I like you are, you are Everything a person should be pretty successful and blunt as far like I just feel like you get what you see is what you get.
1: It is, but it's not always like for so long my label told me how bad I was.
0: I everything I Kaiser, did. By
1: the way. He cool, he real yeah, cool. I everything I did was bad. It was bad. If I said something was bad, it wasn't good enough. Everything I was bad. I was just a bad person. And we can't, what are you doing? Like you're affecting us So they money. would call you. Yeah.
0: And be like that was not a good look
1: no yep Don't okay so
0: idris so idris so he, you said you're trying to fuck on me with this whack-ass axe and these tight-ass pants so then what happened he, he did the sweetest the thing
1: ever at the soul train award flavor flavors dj and he dedicated to me he was like this song dedicated to K. shell it was like never trust the big button to smile and i was going off mm-hmm. i remember having the cell phone and i was fighting with jr smith's girlfriend <laughs> And I'm winning. Wait, now, boy.
0: were you dating him, too? Yeah!
1: <laughs> you know, that was the first dude I thought I was popping. I had this, <laughs> you know, basketball player. I love me some J. He's Oscar. good looking, too. Yeah, I had loves it, that little hood, man. And you know we had stopped talking so his girl was calling me and I was in the middle of the floor
0: and you were saying bitch don't call my bitch and
1: she worked at Atlantic they fired her (laughs) she worked at Atlantic I was like yo bitch like don't (laughs) fuck with me I just want fucking best new artists you know what I'm saying fucking Shaka Khan is here I don't got time to be fucking with you right I hear never trust a big button and I'm like so I didn't give him my number okay my bodyguard Said nigga, you fuck with him. I gave him your number. Really? Yeah. So he texted me and said, "I'm going to this party." I said, "I'm going too." So I went, but I went with Wale. Mhm. And but we and Wale like brother sister. Yeah. So he sent me a text like, "Ouch," but not out. I said, "What the fuck is?" Because he
0: thought you were with Wale.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Speaking English, what is that?" And he was like, oh, you was there with Wale, whatever. And I was like, no, that was my friend. That was my friend. So he came to L.A., I came to L.A. We both were going to L.A. the next day, and that was just history.
0: And so did you all date?
1: Yeah, like we weren't like this is my boyfriend we didn't hide though people thought it was such an odd situation we would go out mm-hmm. we even got kicked out comedy clubs for him heckling all type types but stuff.
0: you had talked about the relationship openly i didn't
1: talk about it um i wanted him to know that i wasn't trying to pull anything i never wanted to be their girl mm-hmm. so everybody around me knew his management, my management, when he took the baby mama, and I later found out about, he took her to the carpet. They was trying to calm me down. I was tweeting little stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know, I didn't know that that woman was pregnant and around him in the UK, and he was so charming. It was like a movie. Like. With
0: the girl that he was, that he had got pregnant? Yeah. But you didn't know about her? No. You know the funniest story I've never told? So Claudia Jordan called me one day and she said, we're gonna go out. And I said, okay. And she said, we're gonna go out and we're gonna hang with somebody, but you gotta be real low-key. I said, okay, not a problem. This was years ago. Yeah. This was like, years ago. So uh, we pop up and Idris is there. I'm like, oh shit. And he said, I'll never forget, he said, I want us to all be low-key. No paparazzi. So I'm thinking, okay, you on some celebrity shit, you want no paparazzi, okay, whatever. So we, there ended up being, being a big altercation at our table that created TMZ coming, but come to find out, he was with a girl then too. Yeah. That's kind of like his thing, I guess. You know, he told me. What?
1: Um, He would never be committed to one woman. Mm. And he said, "You, I would be taken care of. Mm-hmm. I would be fine. But he would never commit to one woman.
0: He was upfront about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. But now he's engaged, right?
1: Yeah. So, you know me. I'm like, damn, bitch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right. You had some shit. I didn't have. You had some sauce. You know, men are different with different women. Why is that? Because somebody, that wasn't supposed to be my man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I learned out of every relationship I've been in uh, or dated, I learned the most from him. Mm. Um, It wasn't a volatile, angry. It was, he didn't bring out a real cursing you know cursing him out he was very he was a gentleman he's real
0: low-key real nice very supportive i heard his sex was whack
1: um no like amazing head
0: really yeah (laughs) oh you're the perfect interview i love it
1: (laughs) jason it was good Good. really (laughs) i remember that head (laughs) yeah
0: okay let's keep moving so leshawn mccoy did you date him
1: oh honey
0: because I'm Honey, in Atlanta, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta filming a while and, out and I know Delicia <laughs> uh, Cordon and I started getting all these texts about with her face and everything. And I'm like, wow, because I knew she was with Marcus Vick and then moved on and uh-huh. I was with this guy. But then I was, you know, looking, digging up my K. Michelle facts and I saw him on the list that you dated. Let
1: me tell you this. I didn't date him. Okay. I always heard, you know whatever about his penis and things like that. and. Good things. No, 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 no. Bad things. Bad things. And I went,
0: I don't oh, know if so, I was Why saying. did you take so long to come and talk to me?
1: I went, <laughs> he flew me out and I went to go see him, Jason. What? I was there like a week. So he wasn't kind of trying to sleep me. I said, mama, do you think what they say is real about him? And she was like, "Yeah, something wrong." My mom was like, "Get out." he wasn't trying there. to sleep with you. Yeah, my mom was like, yeah, "Get out of there." <laughs> so, we, yeah, she did. So we went to dinner and we was giving our biggest flaws.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know that man said to me his biggest flaw was What? He come quick. Did and he I tried see- kind not of to laugh because I was on edibles.
0: Wait, did so he? Wait, wait. <laughs>
1: Imagine me being on edibles, can't control my high and my laughter. And this man, I'm like, my biggest flaw is, you know what this and that. He's like, yeah, my biggest flaw is I come quick.
0: wait is this in front of people?
1: No, just me and him.
0: Okay. And he was serious.
1: He was very serious. And uh, he didn't laugh.
0: And but I you- was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> like, you know, because you can't control yourself when you're high. Yeah. So, yeah, but I ended up. He went to practice and I get a call and I find out that he was with Portia like two days prior mm. and I wasn't feeling him or anything. I got on that plane and he was like, you're going to do like this. Never talk to him again.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. So you weren't. He was never your boyfriend. No, never. And he comes too quick and he's <laughs> so he was dating Portia Williams, too.
1: A, that was got a long time. Like, that was yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I between, I mean, I love Portia, but I love her start, too. When <laughs> she started messing with the Africans, I, I tuned out. I like her. Cause I don't I love know who her. they who in Atlanta anymore. You know what the with the house was. Okay, I love her too though. But um, okay, so Ocho Cinco, you said he had the <laughs> largest penis. His penis was the largest you seen ever seen, really.
1: And I wouldn't do it. And he even he even admitted she wouldn't sleep with me. I saw that thing. I wanted my walls (laughs) and that's why I be thinking maybe I'd I'd be like if it wasn't for my dude now like because he's been my friend for so long I was like maybe I'm really gay (laughs) you know what I'm saying because I don't like to be poked like that and then when I saw it it was so huge. Mm-hmm. I told, I went in the bathroom, I even texted Paris. Did you had your cell phone with you? Yes, I, when we, in Paris was cool. I even had, I texted her in the bathroom like, I don't know what to do. Wait, which Paris? Um, The thief. I don't know what to do.
0: Per, um, Paris that's on your show, on, that's on Love & Hip Hop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know what to do. So she was like, girl, blah, blah, whatever. So I go out, I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> This thing is so big that I want no parts of this. And he thought it was, you know, he was flattered. He thought he wasn't even mad. You know, you tell somebody, it's really big. (laughs) I didn't, I wanted my walls. I wanted to get a husband. I didn't know that just looked like a baby coming out of there. So I'm not doing it. And that was it? Yeah, he bought me a monkey, a <laughs> so pet monkey.
0: What did you do with the monkey? Where do well, you put we ended up having
1: to give it away <laughs> because they wouldn't let it come into Wait, the state. Wait,
0: hold on, hold on. So Floyd Mayweather is one of my closest <laughs> friends and he's good to buy a Birkin bag. How does a person buy a monkey? Did you want a Cause monkey? Cause I don't want or? that. You don't want a bag. I don't
1: want no bag that want expensive. Like, you know, he, it was my birthday and he tweeted me and he was like, what size shoe you wear? I was like, I, I don't want no shoes.
0: Because you can buy your own shoes. Yeah,
1: I want those shoes. I, I dm him, I want a monkey.
0: And he bought it. He you. said,
1: You come here, we're going to get you the monkey. And then the nurse had a monkey that she was
0: So, this is my question. So, when I was looking at the list of guys that you put, because you, you're very public about who yeah, oh, I mean, you're very I open, which care. I love. So, Memphis, who uh-huh. you've had the history with the yes. abuse, you were a survivor of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocho, who's. And head- let me say this about Memphis. Yes.
1: Um, it was never my thing. You know, I never said his name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I never like attempted to go and tell on him, because I felt like nobody knew you no way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to get some attention, I just would have told, because I live with R. Kelly. I would have told that, you know? So, he, um, we were really in a relationship. I feel like he was like my Prince Charming, because he gave me a record deal, And it was by chance in the building. Mm -hmm. My first record deal ever. He was from Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. He was gorgeous, he was funny, he was charming. And um, he had his own demons that I was helping him fight. And you know, it's no excuse, you should never hit a woman. And I was more mild mannered Mm -hmm. with him because he was from Memphis and we crazy as shit. Mm -hmm. So I was really mild mannered with him. And his own mother told me, like, you know, they killed his Ku Klux Klan, killed his daddy.
0: So he has anger issues or he has issues? Yeah,
1: he tore up the whole like um, confession room, like, well, psychiatrist room or whatever, when he, they found his father, well, they never found his father at first. So when I was with him, people would call him and ask him for money and say, I know what your daddy body is. Wow. And I would watch him just like be shaking, like this strong man executive be like in his office shaking because people would try to extort him for money to find his daddy's body. Mm-hmm. And you know, just drugs and everything like that. And I just think that that, I think that that really made me see relationships different because I thought he saved me Mm -hmm. and it ended up hurting like badly like kind of destroying self-esteem, everything just, you know.
0: It's interesting because when I interviewed Khaleesa and she had shared about her relationship with Nas and how um, it was abusive. It was an abusive marriage and none of us on the outside knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at her, she's a strong woman looking at you. You're a strong woman. What... What do you think set him off? What what was his triggers to setting off the violence with you?
1: Um, I feel like when he wasn't in control, we had a show in Memphis, and it was hometown, and he had a bunch of rappers, and the sound wasn't right, and I was like, I'm a I'm I'm a singer. I was like, I'm not a rapper. He was like, No, you're gonna get up there, and I was like, No, I'm not. Like I'm not getting up there in my hometown of Bears and myself. So he was really pissed about that, and I remember, I'll be always honest. I remember in the room, I said. My mouth was smart. I I said to him then, he said something. And I said, well, my son can run this company better than you. Mm. And so then, like, he
0: felt like that was a bruised ego or something? Then
1: that's when he lost it. And I just remember being so, I never thought he would hit me and touch me. I, he had thrown stuff at me before and all of that. He put me out the house with butt naked with no clothes on. I was standing there. Oh, stuff really? Like, stuff like that happened. But he ended up. That day, I was just on the floor, like I was crawling and I was like looking at his eyes and I was like, it's me. I kept saying, it's me, it's me, it's me. And it's like I could see through him. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like that was an ang. I think he snapped out of it. Then it was too late and then he tried to get back with me and then I was managed by Johnny Wright and his wife Erica Wright. Mm-hmm. They flew me to Orlando and put me with the Jonas Brothers. I know who the fuck the Jonas Brothers were. The white boys. You know I was cursing up a thorn. You know he was real Christian. Yeah. So I was sitting there demanding the they all had Bay. their virgin
0: rings were yes, they like honey. sex or anything? I
1: ain't know who the hell they was. So they, I got bruises and shit. I'm going and I'm telling them white boys. I'm sitting up there telling them, you know what, hey, this motherfucker hit me, and I don't, and, and they mamas. They, parents was there and johnny was like yo come on come on so i walk out with them mm. with earplugs in and i walk out to a sold out all these screaming girls at the mandalay you didn't know Bay. who they were no my oh, son yeah. did i didn't you you're know like when you guy, got i didn't at. know yeah. really what was going on yeah. so i was like jesus and yeah i was calming
0: so that, that was the last time he hit you
1: because we that never got back last? together. He first? never like he would do stuff like a shake a throw but never, hit but like never that. that bad. Okay, you but know that what I'm was saying? your last
0: time. Yeah, and I okay. had heard
1: about it with his baby mother and things like that that he had done.
0: So then when you get with somebody like a Ocho who you've heard about with him and in- uh, 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 Evelyn They
1: was like bad press that's all I remember people saying bad press bad this and he was so cool you know what I'm saying with me and I kind of I was skeptical I was very skeptical Evelyn had blocked me on Twitter I was like I like you like what do you, I don't you know I don't know you mm-hmm. there's no loyalty to you I don't right. know you so I wanted my monkey so <laughs> it was serious I wanted that monkey and When I went, he was super nice, and we have remained friends, and that's what that was.
0: So R. Kelly was way in the beginning.
1: Yeah, that was like like my first (laughs) industry person ever.
0: And so there were rumors swirling about him then, right? Yeah. So when you got with him, did you say, okay, I've heard... I heard you peed on little girls before. <laughs> I heard that you, you know, fucked with Leah when she was 15, but I'm I'm I am i do not believe it. Well what what made you see past what you had heard about him?
1: It was my survival. Mm. I didn't have anything. Mm. I went from Memphis and then R. Kelly heard what happened. R. Kelly was supposed to sign me. Mm-hmm. I was in that building for R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And he was busy. So he had Wayne Williams, his A and R, do it. Memph heard me sing outside the room and said, no, I'm signing her.
0: You know, most people in love and hip hop that are singers can't sing. You actually can fucking sing. Thank you. I was listening to your album and I was like, wow, because I don't see you as needing the show. I mean, I'm a little all over the place out of order, but like, I don't see like needing the show. I understand why you do it, but um, like you re- have real talent. Thank and you, you had real talent way back then.
1: I don't think it matters in this industry. What do you mean? Talent doesn't matter.
0: What, what does?
1: Popularity. Um, being um, what's trendy, what amount of money your label's gonna pay, things like that. Like they signed me as an R&B, they were determined I was gonna be Mary J. Blige. It was an everyday, consistent Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Blige. And I absolutely, you know, like, I go crazy. Like, I love her. You know, like, she's my, like, everything to me. But also, the first tape I ever got was the Mm Judds. I paid for college through singing country music and yodeling. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I wanna do other things. Mm -hmm. And- You were in a box. Very much so. But R. Kelly would tell my first label, that's your gimmick. She act like this and sound like that. Like, I'm not feeling like this is not Mary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's relatable, but let her do other things. So after Memphis hit me, R. Kelly heard about it. I had met him. Um, he found out I got signed by somebody else. They was like, go meet him to do your album. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and the first thing he said to me before anything, are you a stripper? Really? I said, what? He was like, no offense, He's, you just walked in like, nigga, where my money? And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. And I was attached to him. Like, um, once he got t- gets attached to people, um, if he trusts you, he'll never let you go. Away from his world.
0: Well, from we his- heard he been locking girls in oh, a damn basement. Oh, I
1: didn't even mean to, I walked myself into that. <laughs> Jesus. Well, girl, you know. Um, so oh shit i just really just that's a
0: disclaimer the views expressed by me do not represent Kim <laughs> Michelle.
1: no <laughs> oh, and he saved me from the memphis situation he called the label memphis fighting with him i'm not letting her go i signed this i found this and they was like let's just you can still get your percentage let's move her over to him mm-hmm. because he wants to do this and that ended up i ended up Um, Having to go to Memphis' house because he wouldn't let me go. I pulled the flowers out the flower bed. I think Toya and them was in there. I didn't give a fuck. I said you're gonna let me go. Me and Dondria, this singer. we went to pull the flowers out the flower bed, and the police came and let me go.
0: You and little Dondria's ass were pulling flower beds out the out the house.
1: Yeah, because I wanted to go to R. Kelly. I wanted a shot.
0: Were the neighbors there?
1: I don't know. I didn't see him. The police came and he was cool with He said go. Yeah. I told him what happened. He said go. So I left, but I ended up going to work with R. Kelly and never left.
0: Really? hmm So you loved him? You fell in love with him?
1: Um, I think we had a love of music. Mm-hmm. I don't think people can understand how much I did learn from this man. Like, um, just learning from him in the fact of learning how to record mm-hmm. and the value of music.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a genius.
1: Oh, my God, Jason. He would do stuff like his whole house was like a world. Mm-hmm. And every day at, like, 10 o'clock a.m., the whole house would play Step in the Name of Love. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you was just asleep. And everyone would be like, Step in the Name of
0: Love. It would just play it?
1: Yeah. like you you wake up, <laughs> you know. I just remember he had a, um, a fish tank. And it was like sh- well, a shark tank. And you could, like, drop things in it. The shark died and he put women in it. <laughs> and I remember waking up. And walking out, and I saw these naked women in a tank.
0: Wait, real women?
1: Yes. And I said, "Oh shit!" So you put your hand on the glass, they'll mime the glass, like mimic the glass. If you were mad, yeah, they're on salary. That was their job.
0: To come and get in the tank.
1: Yes, and they would be like this, naked. And then if you were a woman and you put your hand on the glass, they would mi- like mimic you. Mm-hmm. But if you were a man, they wouldn't even pay you no attention. And they would stand there. And then he ended up dropping the Grammys down in her shit. But did so, you
0: ever just like be in bed and roll over one night and say, did you really fuck with little girls?
1: You know what? I didn't want to believe it. I needed out. I needed, you know what I'm saying? Cause
0: I, he had rescued you. Yeah. But then now you needed to be able to rescue yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I get it. It was a thing. Whatever I saw, I just, I just like, can talk to my mom and things like that and um musically you can only talk to him through music you can't have like me talking you're not gonna get anywhere with him
0: he only talks through music
1: yeah he used to be so excited he would push me to write he believes you're not supposed to change clothes if you start a song you keep the same clothes on you don't ever hand over your microphone that is your power like things like that um I remember one song, if you listen to it, I did this song with me and him and he always called me Tammy. He doesn't call me Kay. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, who is Tammy? He said, I am Tammy Terrell reincarnated. He believes that in his head. Mm -hmm. So we did a song, he wanted me to sound just like her. And it took me three days and he fought with me. I have never recorded like that in my life. Mm -hmm. He fought with me for perfection of every single note.
0: Did it come out perfect?
1: Amazing. And if you listen to it, we do sound like Marvin and Tammy Mm -hmm. and it's called Love Is. Mm -hmm. And taught me about writing and just his world. Every day he would make a new drink And the drink would be called Sex on the Beach, Sex on the Counter, Sex in the Room, Sex Around the Corner. Every song would be that. Mm -hmm. So with everything going on now.
0: Like this 19-minute song. did you Have you heard it? (laughs) I haven't heard the song because I ain't got 19 minutes to give them. But did you Uh, learn anything from that song where you go, okay, this makes sense?
1: We write just alike. (laughs) I learned that. I learned we write about, he said, write about anything. Mm -hmm. And he's the one where I got that right life and not... Music you can always have a job you can write about anything.
0: So there was a whole movement about banning his, Do you think his music should be banned from? Radio for I mean because I feel like now even with the whole me Too movement mm-hmm. you could wake up today and say K. Michelle touch me and it's real without yeah. having any facts or anything, but but do you think? After all these years they should start banning his music.
1: You know what um, that has been a thing because people have reached out, they want to know the truth, they want to know things. And it's like this thing where you save me and I want to kill you, you know what I'm saying? Um, through like my medical situation, his management call about, you know, if I wanted him to take care of it, things like that. Um, it puts me in a bad situation because it's like, I do have a voice for women.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember when nobody believed me and I'd be sitting there like,
0: but then at the same time, this is the person, you know, personally who rescued you personally. Yeah. So it's, yeah, and I, I just, know
1: what I know. And, <laughs> you know, I'd be looking at them girls and I'd be feeling like so bad, you know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, oh, my God, I was asking for that one person mm-hmm. to tell the truth about what happened to me because it was people that knew.
0: But you've you've been open about him being abusive and controlling.
1: He's very controlling. He was not abusive. He never he was, physically hurt. No, he would say things like when I left the house, he'd be like, You're crazy. No one's gonna be with you.
0: Right, the Michael Jackson and Prince yeah, thing. But he those was like, were both dead.
1: Yeah, he was like, Well nobody gonna be with you with Michael Jackson and Prince and Michael was my friend. Prince wasn't dead. And I like um and I, and he liked white women. That's what he told me. He said, Nobody gonna understand all of this.
0: So psychologically were you strong enough yet at that point to Block it out and see it for what it was or no? Did it affect it you? It started
1: to affect me. Um and I started to see and I just started to be like I can't cause I started to feel guilty and I started to feel like God gonna get me mm-hmm. and gonna give me karma and I got out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Angeli, I don't know her personally, mm-hmm. but I will never forget one of the best breakfast club interviews no. ever was when you had those shades <laughs> on. And you were reading her for filth. Well, where did that come from? Because, you know, most people uh-huh. in this industry are fake as hell. Like, they're not going to call you and oh, tell you what they is. think or even in your face. They'll have their people tell your people or something. You walked in that day ready for that conversation?
1: No. Well, I walked in knowing how I felt. About her. Yeah. And about it. And the thing was, you being a woman, those men never even knew me. Mm-hmm. Like, when they went to Angie Martinez, you know, she said, no, I'm not doing that. Y'all don't even know her. You know what I'm saying? Like that.
0: For the people that don't know, what, there was the interview. What, mm-hmm. what happened? Was... It was an
1: interview. And just all of a sudden, like, well, it started with Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Because it was this interview with all the loving hip hop boys. Mm-hmm. And the boys said, they was like, all the girls, they named the girls, would you sleep with? Would you sleep with? Soldier Boy implied he had already slept with me. I've still never been in the same room as this man my ever. whole life, ever.
0: You Never even been in the same room ever so he said this on their their show yeah okay he
1: said it on an interview for like promo Mm -hmm. and I was so mad I had went into the breakfast club right after I saw it because you're implying you slept with me and we still have never met right so he get mad and wait till the show come on I was at the Drake and Lil Wayne concert at the Bowl. Mm -hmm. I was going off on him and Drake was like you going off on Soldier Boy like
0: what's the connection why? Right.
1: But I said he up there saying my pussy stank. He said he was like whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So after that, I knew Mano. You know what I'm saying? I knew Mano. He would always try to date, do things, and everything like that. And I guess this roundup of this um, the the man, the murder guy, um, and they do a yearly roundup. And He was like, "Yeah, I heard Kay Michelle pussy stank." He don't know me. He don't know anybody. This
0: was on Power 105.
1: Yeah, like they played the roundup, so they had a mixtape they were promoting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They even said in the interview, yeah, we're getting us a promo. Like two big grown gangster niggas, where I'm from.
0: Yeah, but you, but see, (laughs) this is the thing. Where you're from real life world, where I'm from real life world doesn't apply to this fake ass industry. Like most men are clout chasing through y'all. You do realize that, right? Yeah,
1: like I knew that like Mariah went through it. Everybody that done it to Beyonce, a lot of women, everybody. Mm -hmm. But the thing with me was I be so cool and so real. It ain't even like no. Why? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was really bothered because stuff like that, people are trying to put that on you. These men do not know me. The murder guy never seen me still. Mm -hmm. And just so open. It's how he never even been in a room with me. None of them, like, may not have, but he hasn't. So
0: how did you find out about it on The Breakfast Club? You had seen it or you heard about it? i seen
1: it and it was the day before I got there.
0: Mm-mm. So you were, and ready. it was
1: over. She brought it up. Uh-huh. The interview was over, and she brought it up. Mm-hmm. And you be around. You real good with Atlantic. You've been at all my situations, my parties, and you're a woman, and you know what that's like. So you be sitting up here. You know, I know it's your job, but you brought that up. And if you, I don't do the industry shit, so if you're gonna drink my bottles mm-hmm. and be around me, you you don't need to. You know what I'm saying? You can ask. You know, mm-hmm. you was trying.
0: Well, you could have. Or she could have called you to say, yeah. hey, I got these people on the show yeah. tomorrow, I know you're coming on, I'm going to ask this question, what do you want me to say or do you want a s- statement or something?
1: So I went in like, girl, bye, you know what I'm saying? and I mean, Chalamet you were just a your boy. You were not letting
0: her, you weren't letting her get out of that at all.
1: No, because you did it and I watched it and people don't hold you accountable for your interviews or anything like that. If she had a came to me and said, well, I did this because, but to say you didn't do it and I saw my own eyes, I don't like that. You could have just been out doing my job. You know what I'm saying? And I would be like, okay, well, I ain't fucking with you right now.
0: You know? What was Envy and Charlamagne, were they just sitting there?
1: Oh, and I talked to Charlamagne when I was walking out. I was like, yeah, I'm rolling up. I was like, I'm coming back. Cause she started talking when I left. I rolled back. (laughs) I was like, I'm down here. Oh wait, on the radio? Yeah, in front of the station, down here, come out.
0: So how did it end? So now the cameras go off, interviews over. Do you just look at her and say, bitch? Or do you just walk out? No,
1: cause I wasn't putting on. I done saying what I gotta say. You know what I'm saying? Such if you want to talk back, talk back. And Then I leave, do you start talking. So now say it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's cool. Like I don't, I feel like she's not anybody I'm in hate of. If I saw her, I would be very cordial. It's it's not that, but it's just the principle. I'm big on that, and that's how I feel. Did felt. you get a
0: call from Kaiser, that label, after that Oh, interview. all the time. And <laughs> what do you say? Just, you know what I it don't is? give a fuck. <laughs>
1: that's what I say. I don't give a fuck, because y'all can do whatever y'all want to do in this industry to try to stop me or whatever you want to do. I'm going to still sing. I'm going to still have my restaurants, real estate. I'm going to still do, and I'm going to take care of my child and but my parents. But does that parents. come
0: from having needed to be rescued before to say, fuck that, I'm just going to grind this. Like, I'm going to stay in control now.
1: Yeah. I, I really don't think that there was even a, a polishing, like you said. I don't think that that was it. I think I just got told no, mm-hmm. and I was wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. So I started to get over, and I'm gonna say what I want to say. You can keep telling me, you know, I've been through all this. You gonna keep telling me. What I'm gonna say and what I'm gonna do.
0: You've been supportive of Cardi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love her. Because I've seen you've been very publicly supportive of her. So mm-hmm. she's the same way. Like she's mm-hmm. like not allowing anybody to polish her. She won't go to media training. <laughs> she literally goes on her Instagram. She was on there the other day sucking a um, a fucking um, what was she sucking a damn chocolate milk bottle and she was oh. saying she was waiting for her man. Like, do you think she, do you think artists that like you and her they get to a level of success? should be polished or always stay real and relatable?
1: I think within the past four to five years, the things and how they allow you to be yourself, you know, it's a thing now to be yourself. I feel like she should not change. She should be herself. Like we like her for herself. Yeah. And you know, that's something that even in Cause her- Cause people will
0: know when you change. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: something even in her that I do like um, admire and, and like, because she just her. I remember watching Cardi before 11 hip hop.
0: Yeah, on the Instagram.
1: She brightens my day on Instagram. It's like, and that what is that Guap Daddy, four five thousand. They brighten my day. Yeah, those yeah. people, like, it's like I could just sit there and just laugh and go to their page. She used to make me cry, laughing. So I tweeted the day before the show started. I said the star, and people be still retweeting it. I was like, I call it the star of this show is Cardi.
0: B. She was a star before. Yes. Yeah. I-
1: she was gonna be a star i said that so, so you
0: two like are the most successful mm-hmm. of the franchise right mm-hmm. outside the show yeah so do you, so now you walked away from love and hip-hop atlanta which by the way i was uh-huh. saying to you before we started uh just having seen the whole cast in um new york i mean uh, atlanta for a while and out i don't think i could have survived on that cast without going to jail like mm-hmm. i feel like
1: yeah you're right you guys are all <laughs>
0: big personalities and I i really get the feeling like everything we see with you guys is real in Atlanta?
1: Look, when we were doing it, it was so real that we were blown away that when the numbers came back, the very first episode, Loving Hip Hop Atlanta opened up with me singing. And- The first ever episode. Yeah, first ever episode, very first scene, um, with me singing. And I just had all these crazy people. They put me in a room. And they put me in a room, Rashida, Joslyn, I think Kalina, Kalina from mm-hmm. Dirty Money. And I, I i thought I was being pumped, mm-hmm. So I got up in the middle of the scene, Mona was in tears laughing, cause she didn't, I was really confused. And I said, what am I doing? Where am I? Like in the middle of the scene, I was like, what is this? Who are these people? And I got up and I walked to the bar and asked the bartender what church she attended and everything. And they was like, no, no, this is reality. can <laughs> you just don't walk. You know, just kinda. And I just knew Jocelyn with this tutu. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the bitch. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then I had Rashida, like she was really like, you All know, fucking Lil' Kim or somebody. I was like, bitch, I don't know none of these So What is we doing? You know? So they had started her off to be like Miss Atlanta and it quickly, it was bored. So by the time the show started, it was real shit. Mm-hmm. Many really didn't know about Jocelyn. Right. Like, All of this and And
0: Jocelyn, I mean her even when she had first punched Stevie in response to the whole baby like it was real
1: That was real. It was tears. It was crying I would get random calls. like, you got to feel right now It was really shit Mm -hmm. going on. So second season it was still shit going on So
0: the shaking the table what season was that
1: that was the first, you know I don't even remember saying it
0: you shook the table
1: I don't even remember. That was so crazy. I said so much shit to that girl that day. I was like, ooh, I got her ass. But I never remember shaking. I don't even remember what I did.
0: Did you ever have anxiety shooting that shot? Uh-uh. Never.
1: That was from That's Memphis. The thing.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I just interviewed Jessica Dinepeace last week. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she said the same thing. Yeah, she was like, we from Memphis, and she was talking about, you know, we from Memphis. Yeah. We we show up, what is it? Oh, we got a problem? Okay, let's handle the I want to say
1: this about her. Um. We were super close friends. Um, I even you know spoke to Anna. whatever. this is like me, you know, like, get it, whatever. Um, Dine is so much like me, an attitude that it started to clash. Mm-hmm. She's so much like me, she mean well. She she loves you so much that her feelings, you know, get you. So, she always was cursing me out. <laughs> and I just could not take it. You know what I'm saying? So, to this day, we still mad at each other. Really? Oh, we're so mad at each other. I'm not mad. I be so having my moments. you want to just call her and
0: say congratulations. Sometimes, her baby so beautiful. You know, we
1: were staying in the same hotel room next door after my surgery. And her and her baby was next door. And they was like, oh, dimes here. And I was like, looking, Are you going to? whatever because we fuss we fight we get into it but at the end of the day i really do i really do have a heart for her mm-hmm. i don't wanna you know but so you guys
0: will never make up and be cool
1: i don't know like she hates dinner, me I'm
2: i might
0: paid, hate she, her no i no i i really well i don't i don't know her private thoughts but i mean i feel like Having watched her on the show and known her for a little bit, she's evolving as a she's woman. She's super had a baby. Evolved. She's ha- happy now, engaged to this man. Yeah, she's um, super
1: evolved. I'd be like, you know, we say bad stuff back and forth. It's been probably about a year since since then, but that's just us, like that. And. I always, like...
0: Send her some Jack Daniels coolers and just send her a drink. A pa- You sent me a gift package. I was drinking them during my Jocelyn interview. But I
1: don't know if I won't need no more friends. I just think I, I have a love for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I definitely do want her to be successful and I want her to be happy because mm-hmm. I know she went through a lot, too.
0: So what about Jocelyn? Do you want the same for her?
1: I do love Jocelyn. I don't give a fuck if we go out on each other. You know what I'm saying? Y'all
0: were some savages because I remember when you yeah. had opened the restaurant and y'all had the whole back and forth yeah. thing. You, you know what, was, yeah. that
1: wasn't, and that, I was quiet. That wasn't even like, I wasn't even trying to fight. You came on my page three times, not one, but two. Then you start getting right. I'm like, this woman came to my concert, flew Mona to get me. I was supposed to be on New York.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they thought me and Chrissy was gonna do this. And they said that this Southern accent in New York. So when it was time for Atlanta, yeah, yeah, they came. So you want me, me and Mona can go through anything. You want me to just stop talking. I don't even talk to you every day or period. I ain't talking to you a month or whatever. You, I wasn't sitting there talking about you. If you saw the video, I didn't say anything about her. I was just sitting there with Mona, talking mm. about thanking Mona. Cause you know, my restaurant, everything she helped me with and Johnson got mad.
2: Mm.
1: I've always been a Johnson supporter. Like I've always like the first season, you know, we had to kind of go back and forth, but I thought she was hilarious mm-hmm. and I liked it.
0: Say so you threw the, the cocaine on her and that was it?
1: Well, that was not line. So, I mean, that was not mine. I mean,
0: so, okay. So when this season of, uh, of Love & Hip Hop, I said to myself, that's it. I'm not talking about Love & Hip Hop on my show no more. I'm not watching Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. And then you pop up, and when I heard you was popping up in Hollywood, I heard you were in Hollywood. Before. I mean, I didn't even write about it because I wanted to, out of respect for Mona, what she was doing, I didn't put it out there. But I had heard about it. I was at a dinner somewhere, and somebody from the network was like, yeah, Kate Michelle's in Hollywood. I just said, I don't know how these people are going to deal with her. Not well. Because everything in this city, especially with these cast members, for the most part, is Fake, like they want to plan scenes. They don't want you to come out and, and and unravel their truths. Like they don't want to live in their truth. Like if I'm struggling, I'm gonna tell you, I Me am too. fucking struggling. Me too. But I'm not in this it. city. So how you you popped up and then did you think it was gonna be? No. What did you think it was gonna be?
1: no i just i'm so used to it being in my face the plotting the planning the sneakiness behind the coercing and the that's not what that was Mm -hmm. we just was motherfucking, like you said, savages. Like we was really going through some shit, Mm -hmm. you know? And we didn't give a fuck in your face, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? We wasn't sitting around teaming up, you know what I'm saying? We just was living. Mm -hmm. So when I got here, I'm like, oh, this is some new shit. This is a new way of thinking (laughs) and doing this. Right. So I'm just like, whoa, what what the hell? Mm -hmm. So it's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. So
0: did you think, how did you think people were gonna respond to you?
1: I was gonna be the villain. They always have to pick one. (laughs) Like they always have to pick. I don't care. Like they love to hate you. Like
0: so, uh, I saw so so far. I mean, we're barely starting the season off, but um, you and Lyrica. I've known Lyrica for a long Mm -hmm. time. You don't like Lyrica now.
1: I don't dislike Lyrica. I think she is living in a what a world of alternative facts. Um, (laughs) That's what I believe. Um, I don't dislike her, but I'm very big on you know, work and like, I always help people. Like it's so many people that I basically put on TV, made calls, everything, you know what I'm saying? And you were asking me, cause I have a label. I still have a label through Atlantic and I can sign. Like I got Malibu Mitch signed over there now and all of that. So she was giving me her music, asking that, And I remember the first time I met because she was sitting in the studio, Berg played a record and she bust out crying. Why? Uh, that was her record. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I, I just got there. Because oh,
0: he was playing a record for you.
1: Yeah, she busted out crying and then I talked to her about it and I, and I felt bad. So I was like, oh my God, I remember like producers taking records because I couldn't pay for them and things like that. So I, I, I was like, oh my talk to her and I started to talk to her and she asked me for help with her storyline. And I'm like, well, I don't know how, you know, really create you know, shit like that. You know, your life is supposed to be your story. You know, <laughs> that's why I call your story. So I didn't know really. I just remember one day I get a phone call. She called me crying. And I'm like, oh gosh, crying again about what? And she like, Berg is going off on me. And A1 is just sitting there. Can you call Berg for me? Bitch, I'm not fucking you. Right. I'm gonna call your husband in the room, but I'm gonna call Berg to defend you. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'll have, you know, a little conversation because, you know, Berg's an asshole. I love him. Yeah. But that's just what it is. So I was like, oh, maybe I can have Lyrica singing. You come there first. I'm in the middle of press doing stuff. You ask me for the address. Where's your management? You don't have nobody that can do something. So or something. So you get there an hour late. Me and Cash are already there. I invite Cash doll to come. She always on time there. Love what the fuck she do. Mm-hmm. She's there, beautiful, killing. Ready it. Ready to go. Yeah. I walk in, she there. We tripping. I'm like, okay, let's let's go. Cause people I don't think people know. You know, venues, it's not thirty per thirty minutes, mm-hmm. per ten. They try to charge you per minute. Uh, per minute pull it up per minute Wait to do what if you're over time really in the venue promoters rush you off the step. so
0: the time is the time
1: the time is the time mm-hmm. we got out of there at 3 mm-hmm. 30 and we supposed to be out of there by 2
0: oh yeah that's well
1: we wait and that was her hour you know what I'm saying she didn't have to be up there but nothing I was like do we just need to go on and go she finally rushed in you know not looking like no artist not looking like you finna go nowhere but to the swap meet or some fucking where. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You don't look like you're going to nobody's stage. So
0: she wasn't ready? No. Okay, and this was your show?
1: And she took advantage of it, I think, because I would be so cool or whatever they think or whatever, but when my fans come there, they there to see the singing. They don't give a fuck. They'll tell me, bitch, you ain't sing enough. Uh, you ain't do good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They will tell me.
0: So when you guys got into it in the show and you had the IV in your arm and you was holding on to the IV rack, what was you gonna do with the rack?
1: I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just was sitting there like, I've really been trying to help you and I'm trying to talk to you now. I say, you're very spoiled and this business doesn't care who you wrote for, none of that, they don't care. They do not yeah, care. Chris
0: Brown's not standing on the stage with you when you're singing your music.
1: No, and yeah. then you're a community writer. It'd be a bunch of you motherfuckers writing for real. You ain't sitting there. You're probably the and in the butt. You're probably connecting sentence. You're not even the, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm telling her they don't care. They don't care what song I had. They don't care about nothing. They care about right now. And don't make the mistakes. I told her in that scene, and it was edited out. I said, don't do the things that I did. Like, be better than me. Don't do the stuff I did. She was like, oh, but anyway, how's your butt? How's your surgery? And I lost it. Had
0: you had the surgery yet?
1: I had my first surgery in January. Because you still
0: had a big, big butt
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had my first surgery in January, so I had came out of my surgery.
0: But this was after you had done that? Because you did post the video on Instagram where you were crying.
1: That was recent. Was then, like, I'm only eight weeks really out of my last surgery. I was I'm only eight weeks out of my last surgery. Mm. Um, I have four. Damn. In like two months and yeah, so when I was talking to her, I was like Wait, still what, and what did she say? She was like she said, Oh, so whatever, like brushing me off. So what about your butt? hmm Real Hollywood, what about your butt? Bitch.
2: Ain't what about it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, what about your life? What the fuck you mean? What about my boy? I'm and, trying to help you. And
0: so you and Safari are super cool. And so you put out there that she had fuck Safari or wanted to fuck Safari. You know what? Did I, she fuck Safari or she wanted to fuck No, her? I
1: said. I said you was trying to fuck my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm even shocked to know that other people knew about it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? because he was mad at me and i called safari when not pick up the phone wait
0: he was mad at you when he started on the show
1: i called of course i'm going to tell my friend that i did that
0: after the scene
1: and then yeah and so i called he was like what did you do so then they start calling them you know the producers and everything and i was like calling people like can you call him him? don't be mad at me because i don't i didn't want to i've never told anything <laughs> about anything i
0: mean safari put his dick out like he ain't worth safari i mean yeah it's gonna create some uneasiness but i mean you know safari is the stunt gang he yeah, is okay you know yeah. so when you put that out did you knew that was gonna just blow up um I mean, cause, let me
1: tell you what i said that and so much stuff i say don't blow up and just because i say so much in the scene about how i feel whatever and she needed that
0: yeah daddy. yeah you that, know? that that had conflict. She needed For it. her storyline.
1: Yeah, so she should really thank me. She really needed she it. She
0: said she needed help with her storyline.
1: Yeah, you, you did. Get,
0: to and, see the break. And you gave it to her.
1: I did. She ran out of there. I was supposed to film that evening too. <laughs> she ran out of there and ran to told, tell him they just got to see the scene done so she could go tell him. Tell
0: A1. Or about so what far? I said.
1: I didn't call A1. What
0: she called. Who she want she of- wanted
1: to film with her husband so she could tell him what I said, cause she didn't think that the, it was the truth was really gonna come. She thought she going go get a story.